Can I ask you now what your understanding is of the internal world or inner world? Freud called it psychic reality. In the context of Kleinian thought, why is this concept so important? Perhaps I can say something about the particular inflection in Klein's thinking, where I would want to emphasise that her interest in very early development, the experiences of babies and young children, created a tradition of thinking in very bodily metaphor about mental experiences and also a very special interest in understanding sources of anxiety in human beings. I think that the way in which she saw the inner world being structured was around the relationships that actually were taking place in the external world, but influenced all the time by the particular personal inflection of the babies, the young childs, and, and of course this is a process throughout life. We don't stop fantasising as we grow older. It just takes a different form. I think the inner world for me is something which somehow diverts what happens outside and turns it into something else. We're given something from the outside and we turn it. It becomes something else anyway, I think, whether we like it or not. Yes, I think that's an important point because I think Kleinians do stress the importance of the richness of an internal world as a sign of being more healthy, perhaps. And that leads me on to the question of what is the relationship between the inner and the outer world? How much importance is placed on the external world as opposed to the inner world? Well, I find myself thinking about a case discussion I had with a colleague yesterday who's actually a, a family therapist as a way of exploring this issue. She was telling me about a, a young adolescent boy and his family that she's been working with with a colleague. The boy was in really quite a lot of difficulties at school where he'd sort of started off very well in his first year of secondary school and in the second year his behaviour deteriorated massively and he was experiencing very challenging graffiti all over the school, homework never done, etc, etc. And things had reached quite a pitch with a rather similar pattern at home with a terrific degree of challenge going on. Now, my family therapist colleague had various ideas about this, but one of the things that I was very struck by is that the family constellation of this boy is that he's the eldest of three. And after him, there's a, another child who's born when he's two. And I found myself thinking, listening to her, about this little boy who perhaps had a very good year, his first year of life with his mum, like his first year in secondary school. But the, in the second year, mum becomes pregnant, something else is coming into his world which is really disturbing things and that perhaps that was being revisited in the difficulty in the second year when the new first years come in and are felt to be the privileged babies who get special care, etc. This struck me as a kind of interesting example whereby the inner beliefs of this child that one has a good beginning but it's going to be spoiled, somebody else is going to come along and get the goodies really was probably being expressed in part, whatever else may have been going on in these difficulties at this particular point. One of the problems I have with object relations theorists, a theory sometimes lends itself too easy to what we call a sociologistic interpretation, where the inner world just becomes something which is formed by the outer world and goes on to be reproduced in later life in the outer world. I would want to think of the patterns as much more to do with unconscious beliefs, mm -hmm. that these are structures in terms of the person's way of relating to themselves and others? I suppose I think of the, the deeper levels of the internal world as generally chaotic. Well, I guess one of the most important things that people can do in psychotherapy is learn to live with that chaos. I think the change that comes, comes out of the chaos and part of the job 
are doing groups is not just to challenge some conscious beliefs, but also to challenge the unconscious beliefs as well. To introduce uncertainty. Yeah. You've stressed how important early life is, and of course that's very much part of the Kleinian tradition, but what about other key developmental stages in the lifespan, such as adolescence? Can they only ever be interpreted in terms of patterns laid down earlier in childhood? Margaret? Well, I'll say something briefly to expand on the case that I just mentioned, uh, which I think brings this point out very neatly. The other thing which was very clearly going on for this boy, 12, 13, um, and this was a Jewish family where that age is of particular importance because he was also approaching his bar mitzvah, was the beginnings of puberty and the beginnings of adolescence. And I think this position of anxiety about being dislodged is reopened for him at the point where there's also a kind of enormous transition in his position at school and in his wider community. So that it's partly a revisiting of previous transitions, but of course it has a whole new element in it, which is to do in this particular instance with the gradual sexual maturing, which introduces quite different sorts, for example, of competition with father from the kind of competition that a very small boy might feel. So new kinds of anxieties can be introduced later on. Ian? Yes, I agree with that, and I think that can happen really at any stage through somebody's life, Mm. but it usually involves going back over what's happened before and some attempt at reorganisation. What puzzles me constantly is, again, I think use the word creative link between the childhood and things that happen in later life. See, lots of people who, if you just heard their childhood, you'd think they'd be sort of wrecked. They wouldn't have got anywhere in life, but they turn out to have built stable relationships, brought up their own children lovingly, despite the fact that they were abused from the age of three sexually and physically. And other people who seem to have had fairly stable, quiet childhoods, who made, whose lives are chaotic. And um, I think you need the inner world and the differences within the inner world between people. People's inner worlds aren't standard equipment. That's a very important point, because you're talking about the idiosyncratic nature of, That's right. of um, unconscious life for every individual. Yeah. There's no standard one-to-one relationship between behaviour and the internal life. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.